Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay. It is July 5th, 2023, coming off the 4th of July break. John has some really cool retrospective stuff for us, and we'll look ahead as well. He'll always bring us stories that we haven't heard anything about previously. This, again, is Preps Today with John Millay. It's our prep sports and activities show at talknorth.com. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Uh, thanks to everyone who listens to talknorth.com. Check out all the shows at the website. And again, subscribe to what you like. Thanks, as always, to to uh, Jody Stay and Pizza Barn in Princeton, as well as um, Propane, propane.com. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio, and we'll start today with John's top 10 stories. Yeah, Jim, we talked about this last time. Um Every summer, I have this tradition. I go through all the John's Journal stories from the school year and uh, put together a top 10. And I've done that now. The, the, that work is done. So I've, I'm in the process of unveiling these top 10 stories, which this year included <clears throat> five honorable mention stories. Those were posted uh, uh, at least a week ago. And I've, I've posted uh, number 10 through number 6. We're talking here on Wednesday afternoon, so later today I'll post number five and then just basically do one every day till we get to the number one story. But starting with number 10, this was a story from last October. I went to a football game at Moose Lake Willow River up uh, near the near Duluth. Really, you know, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a great football program there. They're, they're, they go to the state playoffs regularly and and I had never been to a game there. Their field is in Willow River. It's 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 just like the quintessential Minnesota high school football experience. The field is on the edge of town in, a, in the small town of Willow River, and on two sides, just this this big pine forest, and really a great setting for football. There's no track around the field, so everybody's right there. Press boxes on both sides of the field. Uh, really a cool deal. So that was the number ten story. The number nine story, also from up north, was from February when I visited Rock Ridge High School, which will not be open as a school until uh, later this year. Uh, but it's uh, it's a, a new school district with uh, kids coming from the Virginia district and the Eveleth Gilbert district, and they've they really did this thing right. They they kind of kicked off this this new school by combining the all the sports teams, some as far as as far back as three four years ago. So I got a tour of the facility. It's a brand new, unbelievable school. And they had a boy-girl basketball doubleheader that evening just so the seniors on last year's basketball teams could play in the new gym, <clears throat> which is phenomenal. The whole school is unbelievable, and I describe it in the story. Uh, the number eight stories from April. It's a northern Minnesota, southern Minnesota story about a baseball doubleheader, the team from Cromwell Wright, also up north. Uh, this was a, the point in the spring where up you know, north of the Twin Cities, basically, the fields were unplayable because of the snow and the wet and the cold. So the team from Cromwell, they boarded a bus, went down south to Janesville, Waldorf Pemberton, not far from Mankato, played a doubleheader. They were gone from home for 12 hours, but it was worth it. They, they hadn't really been outside other than throwing balls around on a parking lot. A good a good springtime weather story in Minnesota. That was number eight. Number seven was pretty recently early June from the adapted softball state tournament when there was a really cool post-game, post-championship moment involving the coach 
of the team that just lost the state championship uh, game. Uh, that coach taking a photo of the winning team because they're all in this together. They all know each other. Great sportsmanship. That was the number seven story. Number six was uh, <clears throat> the profile of our friend Hal Miller, who we've had on the show, who stepped away from managing state tennis tournaments after 33 years this spring. 64 state tennis tournaments in that time. Uh, so that's the number six story. And uh, if you go to John's journal at mshsl.org, all those stories have been reposted with a little, with a little uh, preview at the top as I talk about these stories. And uh, so, like I said, the number five story will be coming up here probably later today on Wednesday. We'll keep keep going till we get to the number one story. I can offer one clue. People have asked me about the what's the mm-hmm. number one story. I can offer one clue about the top two stories. Both of them are about high school athletes who did remarkable things that just go far beyond their sports. That is your clue. Guesses are welcome. But uh, as we get to these uh, last five here, these are pretty, these are pretty cool stories. Will there be people camping outside your house? (laughs) They can camp outside their computers and their phones. And and, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give any more hints than that. So, but it's, but it's worth the wait. These are really, really awesome stories about great kids especially those top two excellent all right let's get to a trip to seattle yeah you've been to seattle i'm sure Jim. many probably, times probably many times i bet you I vacationed it. there i've been there on business many times i've also vacationed yeah. there i i had never been there until last week uh, most of the staff from the high school league we went to uh seattle for the it's the annual summer convention basically of the national federation of state high school association so you've got groups like the mshsl from all 50 states, basically four or five days. Um, I'd never been to Seattle. I'd been up to Vancouver in my time as an NHL writer. And for people who don't remember where the Memphis Grizzlies came from, they were originally the Vancouver Grizzlies. And I covered some Timberwolves games in Vancouver. And that that has long been, like as far as scenery, like my favorite place in the world. Seattle's right up there. It's, 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 I don't think it's quite Vancouver, but boy, it's really spectacular. And, uh, we, my wife went along and we had a great time. There's a lot of downtime on these things. We didn't make it to a Mariners game. They were at home because we had other things to do, but what a spectacular city, you know, just from the scenery alone. And the weather was, it couldn't have been better. You know, it was, it wasn't really hot. It was, and it was, the air was clear and clean. And my wife and I, I think the first full day we were there, we were at the uh, Pike Place Market, which is kind of this touristy Seattle tradition. And we're kind of, we're outside looking over the Puget Sound there, looking over the harbor. And my wife, who enjoys Snapchat, I don't do Snapchat, but my wife does. She's basically doing a 360 view from where we're standing. And, uh, as she's doing that, I look. we're looking out over the water. I'm looking, I'm kind of doing a little head spin looking around. And I spot, I spot Mount Rainier way off in the distance. It's like 85 miles away. It doesn't look real. The, the, it's so clear. You can just see this giant mountain coming out of nowhere. And I think uh, if anybody who listened to her Snapchat story heard me go, I'll clean it up a little bit. Since this is a family podcast, I think the quote I had when I saw this was, holy spit. And that's the cleanup. <laughs> I think that made it onto her Snapchat. Um, she, said, she said, I wasn't, I thought maybe you were, something had happened. I was, I, and I said to her, 
keep going left, keep going left. And then she shut off her phone and saw it and uh, quite spectacular. So I intend to go back to Seattle on a vacation next time. And, uh, but the reason we were there, as I said, was this was the national convention. And this was a big event for Minnesota. We, we, I've talked about this before on the show. We had three people with these huge national honors, including two new members of the national high school hall of fame, Dave Stead, former executive director of the high school league and Bill Webb retired band director from Edina high school. I know both of these guys well, and they were inducted into the national high school hall of fame. It's really rare to have two inductees from one state be inducted at the same time. I've been going to this convention for, you know, basically a dozen years, but these two are certainly deserving. Dave was with the high school league for 32 years, 30 years as executive director before he retired uh, in 2018. Dave Stead, he, he created the job that I've been in now for more than 13 years. I'm, I'm a little bit grateful to Dave Stead for, for everything he's done, but including that. And Bill Webb was a music educator for nearly 40 years, uh, and he was at Edina High School for 24 years. I got to know Bill through that, and he was, uh, he was uh, on the board of the high school league. And the third Minnesotan to be recognized was Rebecca Meyer Larson, a well-known director of speech and theater at Moorhead High School. Uh, the uh, Hall of Fame inductions are done Saturday night. It's kind of the capstone to the convention. It's a big, it's a big gala in a ballroom. All the in, all the male inductees are wearing tuxedos, and the women are are wearing gowns. It's very, very, very well done. Uh, and with Rebecca Meyer Larson's award. Uh, it's during a luncheon during the week. She received the NFHS citation, uh, only the 14th Minnesotan to receive that award. And uh, I did a little digging here, and we have a really strong tradition of performing arts in our high schools. And Rebecca, in fact, is the fourth citation winner in just the speech and debate category. The others were Steve Estenson of Park High School in 2004, Pam Katie Wyckoff of Apple Valley in 2008, and John Fogarty, no, not that John Fogarty. This is our John Fogarty of Cannon Falls in 2010 received the Citation Award in the same category. Uh, going back to the high, high, National High School Hall of Fame, uh, with, with Dave Stead and Bill Webb in, we've got 18 Minnesotans. I don't think that leads the pack, but it's, it's a lot. It's more than most states. I'm going to run down the list here. In the athletes category, Billy Bye, Paul Giel, Janet Carvinen, John Mayasich, Kevin McHale, Bronco Nagurski, Terry Steinbach, and Terry Tollefson. That's a pretty solid group mm. of athletes. Uh, we've got two coaches in the National High School Hall of Fame, Willard Eichela, Bob McDonald. Nobody's going to argue with those. We have two officials, Jerry Seaman, who was a longtime NFL yep. official, and Lefty Wright, who was kind of a national leader in uh, track and field and cross-country officiating. And then in the performing arts category, Barb Sang is a Hall of Famer. And in the administrators category, Dorothy McIntyre, longtime former uh, MSHSL uh, director. Um, and they're, they're always well-known athletes inducted into this Hall of Fame. It, usually it's 12 people every year. Most of these people in Minnesota wouldn't know. It's it's just these you know, coaches who who coach volleyball or golf, and they win state championships every year. There were two athletes who who basketball people I'm sure would know, Carlos Boozer, who I didn't know this. I knew him from Duke in the NBA. He was a high school star in Juneau, Alaska, which mm -hmm. I didn't know. And Tamika Ketchings, who uh, 
I went to high school in Illinois and Texas and then played basketball at Tennessee and was a WNBA star. And the other inductees were, you know, there were other athletes and coaches. One name that I did know, although we know the name Ted Ginn Jr. He's an NFL player. His dad, Ted Ginn Sr., is a, is a legendary high school football and track and field coach in Ohio. He's, he's has sent more than 20 of his high school football players to the NFL, including his son, Ted Ginn Jr. So it was a great, great time in Seattle. I wish we could have stayed more. It was uh, fabulous. I can't wait to go back. And, and I see why someone like you would, would vacation there, Jim. It's a spectacular place. Well, and you got it exactly right. Seattle is spectacular. It's a beautiful city. Uh, one of the, it's the best, um, retractable roof stadium ever built for baseball, sure. the outdoor stadium, uh, Liwicki, the old, uh, Minnesota wild yeah, figure. Yeah. He helped build that stadium. It really contains noise better than any outdoor stadium ever has. It's a great place to watch a football game. It's, it's fantastic. Great food, great atmosphere. The first Starbucks ever it's got, and Pike's place is really cool. Yeah. It's fantastic. And you know what? Vancouver is even bigger and better. Vancouver that's, is that's, stunning. Yeah, that's how I feel. Did you uh, ever make a trip up to the top of the Space Needle? Yes. Yeah, we did that Enjoyed too. that, that very that, much. That was really fun. A little crowded up there. It was a stand in line for quite a while to get up there on that, you know, 45-second elevator ride. But, yeah, it was wor- well worth it. Um, we enjoyed that. Took a lot of pictures up there and uh, – really had fun. So yeah, Seattle is, uh, is, uh, first class. You know, we also enjoy just downtown Seattle. It's, it's busy. It's tech, not, not hectic. I mean, we were there, you know, like a Wednesday to Sunday, but there are so many trees in downtown Seattle. That's mm-hmm. what we noticed. We're walking around and then a couple of the days in the afternoon, it was a little bit warm and you will walk on the shady side of the tree of the street. And in Seattle, uh, in a lot of cases, both sides are shady. There's so many trees. I was kind of caught off guard by that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's really a walkable, livable yeah. place. Um, it also reminds me, we'll get to, uh, the rest of the show here in a second. It reminds me, Dick Bramer always tells me back in the nineties, uh, Jim Deshays, a great character, twins pitcher was walking by him on the street. They're walking, you know, it's like lunchtime before a night twins game. Yeah. So they're walking around, the street, very steep street. And uh, Deshays walks up to Bram and goes, hey, you know where I can get a cup of coffee around here? And Dick started answering, and then he realized he was being pranked because in Seattle there's a coffee shop oh, on every street corner. Is there ever, yeah. And I'm not a coffee drinker. My wife is. She found coffee in the hotel every morning. And, yeah, it's uh, quite a unique city, um, a bigger city than I thought I was comparing populations to. To Minneapolis, Seattle's oh, it's quite much a bit bigger. bigger. Metropolitan areas, I, I didn't go that far, but uh, yeah, it's a great city. They were great hosts. The Seattle or, or the Washington State Athletic Association was kind of their they, they team with the National Federation to host this. They did a great job. You know, we were at the Hyatt Regency, a great, great big convention hotel, which was fantastic, and uh, and always, always a good time going to those events. Yes, a couple more things to get to. First, though, we want to thank Pizza Barn in Princeton for their longtime sponsorship. You bet. Uh, it's a family-owned business for getting close to 40 years. It's a fixture in downtown Princeton. The Pizza Barn's a busy, busy place all the time. Uh, in the summer, it's really rocking and rolling there. There's tons going on. And you'll find a complete menu with everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person, take-and-bake, delivery, catering. Uh, they also have a popular lunch buffet Monday through Friday. 
uh, and it's way beyond pizza. We love our pizza from the pizza barn, but they've got a lot of other great things, sandwiches and chicken and, and just about anything you'd want. And we can't forget about those two big, beautiful pizza barn food trucks. They're very busy these days, traveling far and wide, bringing all that great pizza barn food to folks uh, all over Minnesota and Wisconsin. They're at community events. They're at breweries. You'll see them at parades, uh, family gatherings, and more. They're just everywhere. And as always, great thanks to our friend Jody Stay and her crew of all-stars at the Pizza Barn for being a part of our podcast. Yes, thank you, Jody. I also want to let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. More about going solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach. Uh, I want to also let you know that a lot of people agree we need to have to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree that we need reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane reduces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid, and propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy reliability, resiliency, and affordability propane the right energy right now find out more what propane can do for you at propane.com and again we're coming to you from the aquarius home services studio let's get to recruited ref yeah we like to thank refs on this show jim uh we're gonna do some more referee recruiting the high school league uh several times a year holds an online forum it's basically a zoom meeting for people interested in becoming officials the next one is july 25th from 7 to 8 p.m. This is free. It's online. You don't have to get in the car and travel to this. Couldn't be easier uh, to learn about officiating and get the wheels turning. You can register for this. Uh, Take a deep breath and then write this down. MSHSL.org slash officiating dash recruitment dash forum. Get on there. You can register and you'll be good to go. And there, I did learn something kind of encouraging about uh, the, the issue of uh, low numbers of officials while I was at this convention in Seattle. At one of the sessions, they informed everybody that nationally, the number of officials uh, went up 5% in the last year. Oh, great. Which is not enough, but it's good. I assume I don't have the numbers for Minnesota. Uh, I assume we may be close to that. I'm not sure. That, that's that's a good trend. We want that to be more than 5%, but uh, that's a good trend. So I think we're headed in the right direction. I would encourage anybody, especially young people, you can be in high school. You can certainly be in college and do this. And one thing they also talked about at the national convention was the best way to recruit officials is to tell them they can make money. You know, it's all about giving back to the kids. It's your love for your sport. But by golly, you can make some good money. And uh, that's... I think that's going to be a focus of these uh, recruitment efforts to stress the income, the second income you can have from becoming an official. So uh, that's that's the thing. July 25th from 7 to 8 p.m. If you can register at mshsl.org slash officiating dash recruitment dash forum. 
Excellent. We're going to wrap up the show with good luck to Mankato Mary. Once again, thanks to everyone who listens. We appreciate it. If you like the show, spread the word. Uh, check out talknork.com for other shows you might like, all the sports, lots of outdoor content, variety shows, uh, a lot of fun stuff there. Check it out. And again, if you like the show, subscribe to it. Thanks again to our producer, Brandon Morton. And thanks you, thank you to all the sponsors who make the show possible. All right, let's get to good luck to Mankato Mary. Yeah, uh, Mary Louise Rominger, she's someone I've known for a few years, Jim. She's been at KEYC-TV, Channel 12 in Mankato. Growing up in Northwest Iowa, I watched a lot of Channel 12 from Mankato as a kid. And I can I can talk about Chuck Pasek and other, uh, other, other, peop- other people who those of my generation from that time uh, would remember. But Mary has been there for uh, four years. She's just, she's fantastic. I see her at state tournaments all the time. Loved having chats with her. She's originally from Southern California, but the, the connection I have with her is she's, she's a graduate of Iowa State University, which is in my home state. She is leaving Mankato. She got a big time TV job in San Antonio. And I know she's excited from talking to her at the, some of the state tournaments. She's really excited to get going to San Antonio. She does great work. She's going to continue to do great work in San Antonio. So good luck to Mary. Excellent stuff, John. Thank you. We'll talk next week. Uh, once again, thanks to everyone who listens, and thanks to Brandon.